we're in a fast. Have you noticed? I noticed it about 3 o'clock in the afternoon because I eat one meal a day. And about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I lose all sense of Christianity. <laughs> I don't even know how to lie about it. I mean, just, I'm just like, I am hungry. I do not want to talk to you, see you, meet you. I don't want to pray with you. You're in crisis. I don't care. I am hungry, right? And then when 5 o'clock comes, I, can, I found out that I can eat an entire dinner in like seven seconds. Right? Uh, I found out that if I eat fast, that I can eat more. If you slow down, chew every, every bite and all that kind of stuff, you're, you're destroying your entire meal, all right, in a fast. But seriously, you know, a fast is designed by God to put us off center with the way life works. Because when you fast, what you're really doing is you're saying that there's something more important than food in that moment. And when you, when you have that sense, then you go like, what is it I'm fasting for? And you move in that direction. Some people will tell me, I can't even pray when I'm fasting, I'm so hungry. But I want to remind you that your fast is your prayer. That you're literally not only putting heaven on notice that you're serious about your faith, but you're also putting every demonic spirit on, uh, on earth and in the heavenlies that you believe that Jesus is worth the discipline to set apart yourself unto him for a bigger purpose and a bigger reason. Amen? And you see, what we want to do is we want to drive into the kingdom of God as quickly as we can. Here's some things that I've noticed. Uh, and today I'm going to be talking about the appointed time from Daniel chapter 10. So uh, if you have your Bibles, you can start turning that way. But here's what I, uh, I'm going to tell you you can expect during a fast. Number one, you can expect delays in the answers, and you can expect warfare. It just goes with the territory. I don't know about you, but um, sometimes when I pray, I'm thinking, well, God's going to answer this prayer right away. And when he does, and I'm going, God, maybe I should pray it again. Have you, did you hear me, God? Have you anybody experienced that, delays in your prayers? Oh, wow, nobody here. That's amazing. You know, it's just like such a spiritual group. Uh, and, and then warfare. You know, like uh, when I'm in a fast and I'm praying, I feel like i got more distractions and I'm going like, why are there so many distractions here? But, but along with that, there's also temptations and distractions. If you, if you go into a fast, you're going to say, how come I want food now more than I wanted it before? Why is it that I, my sense of smell is heightened to where I can smell cookies like a mile away? What is going on here in my world? And it is because you have heightened every, of all of your five senses have been heightened. Your spirit has been heightened. And if you'll, if, you'll take, if you'll take the time serious, and I don't know how many of you are fasting and what you're fasting, but I'm going to tell you that you, it's not too late to start. You can start any point in this time. I mean, and, and just model it the way you want to model your fast. But what you're doing is you're saying also, God, I'm serious about my faith. I want my faith to do something. I want my prayers to be answered. You know, uh, that story keeps coming back to us. Tammy referred to it last week, the story in Matthew 17, 21, where the disciples could not help the boy that was demon-possessed, and they came to Jesus, and they said, why could we not deliver the boy? 
And he said, because of the littleness of your faith, he said, some kind only come out by prayer and fasting. And he told us something. Prayer does one thing, but when you combine fasting with it, you go to a whole new level. So if you haven't had your prayers answered, try coupling it up with fasting, amen? All right, the other thing is fatigue. You can expect fatigue. Sometimes, you know, in, when you're in a fast, you're like, you got like brain fog. And you're going, God, I have brain fog. I can't really think right now. And I'll hear the Spirit of God say me, that's okay. What you're doing is more effective than what you think right now. Did you ever think about some of the things that God sees, he sees it different than we see it? The other thing you can expect are bursts of supernatural power. What I've noticed in a fast is that not that my life is one continuous flow of supernatural power, but there seems to be bursts. They're like a, something will happen and my, my spirit man will come alive and I'll just go, wow, I see that from a, a different angle and I'll, or I'll be able to articulate something in a different way because there's something happening there. And then also divine insight and wisdom comes during a fast. Sometimes when you don't, you didn't know what to do, but you're in a fast, you go like, you know, I've got clarity now in this moment. I see this in a way that I didn't see it. You know, the Bible talks about besetting sins. And a besetting sin is something that you repeat over and over again. You, th- you never can get victory over it. And if you've experienced that, you say, why is it that I, I really can't ever get complete and final victory over it? Well, you probably can join the club because human race is kind of prone with that kind of a problem, right? There's something that you've, you've done as a habit so long, and you're trying to break it. Well, I really believe during a fast is a great time where you can say, God, I want to deal with that thing, that issue, that problem in my life that always seems to come back. And then also miracles and answered prayer. I look back in my messages uh, just to see how long I'd been preaching on fasting uh, at Influence, and I went back and I found the first one was back in 2013. And it was in 2013 that we really started amping up fasting. And you know why? To buy this building. And the miracle came on buying this building, and the money came on buying this building because of a fast. And every February when we've been fasting, we've seen different kind of miracles and different manifestations of what God wants to do in your life. How many of you want to see God do something fresh and new in your life? Amen? I think we all do. All right, well, here's what I want to give you. I want to give you this truth. God's promises never fail. God's promises never fail. Now, you might experience delays, and you might see that God is working in a different way, but his promises never fail. I want to take you to Daniel chapter 10. This is a story of Daniel. Remember, he's been taken out of his homeland into Babylon. He is really a, a, a captive there in the land. But God has blessed him with so much supernatural power and authority that he gets recognized by the king. And when we get to chapter 10, Daniel has been in prayer for three weeks. He's 21 days into this prayer, and he feels opposition. He feels challenged. He feels difficult. He doesn't know why he's experiencing a delay. So let's pick up the story in verse 1. The message was true. This is referring to what happened in chapter 9. But the appointed time was long. The appointed time. Say with me, the appointed time. Now, you might think of that in terms of something on the calendar. 
You might think of that word there as something that you know happens at a unique moment or an opportune time. But actually, the Hebrew word here is the word warfare. It is literally the word warfare. You say, well, why didn't they translate that way? That's a great question, all right? But it's warfare. Now, let's think about this. At the time of warfare, because that's what this chapter is all about. It's about spiritual warfare. The appointed time was long, and he understood the message and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three weeks. Now, think about that. He says, I'm in mourning. Why? Because I can't get the answer. Have you ever wanted a, a prayer answer so bad, all you could do was just cry and mourn, and you said, God, will you please deliver? Will you please come through? Will you do this? Will you do that, God? And that's where Daniel was. If you've ever been there, then you know this is talking to you. You say, well, is the answer ever going to come? Psalm 56 and verse 9 says, my enemies will retreat when I call to you for help. This I know, God is on my side. You ought to write that scripture down. You ought to put that somewhere where you can find it. My enemies will retreat when I call on you for help. You see, God waits to be wanted. God waits to be wanted. He wants you to long for him, to search for him, to find him. But sometimes we're so self-sufficient, we really don't really get serious about prayer until we've used up all our resources and all our ideas and all the things that we're, you're accustomed to doing. God says, I just want you to want me all the time. Amen? All right. Secondly, God is working behind the scenes. God is working behind the scenes. You know, I love to go out to a restaurant. How many of you? But I don't want to see the cook. I don't want to go back there. I don't want to, if they drop my steak on the floor, I don't want to know it. Are you with me on that? I mean, we had two of our sons that worked in restaurants going through high school, and they told us stories. Yeah, I know. I'm sure none of them are like that, but just those two restaurants. But they would tell me stories. I'd go, are you serious? Oh, yeah, we dropped a steak on it. And they said, that steak's too expensive. Just brush it off. It'll be fine. He'll get it. He'll get it. Do you know that God is working behind the scenes on your behalf right now? He's doing things that you can't see and don't know. Do you know that God is doing things in your, for your future that you can't see and you can't know? I'm talking like one, two, five years in the future. You say, I can't see what God's doing in my life right now. Well, you can't, also can't see what he's doing in one or two or three years in the future. Sometimes you go through life and you look back and you go, now I see the hand of God. But I didn't see the hand of God before. I didn't see how God was bringing people into my life and moving people out of my life, how God was bringing opportunities into my life and taking opportunities out of my life. And at the time, it seemed disruptive. It seemed painful. It seemed hurtful. It seemed like God had neglected me and God had forsaken me, but God hadn't. God was just doing something. He was preparing you for this moment in time. You see, faith is looking into the future and then walking into it. Faith is out there, and so I'm going to say, I'm going to walk into what I'm believing God for. I can look back all I want, but looking back doesn't do me any good. What does me good is to say, by live by faith, I'm going to walk into my future that God has prepared and God has planned for me. So in Daniel chapter 10 and verse 4, it says, Now on the 24th day of the first month, as I was beside the great river, that is the Tigris, I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen. 
Now, he's been 21 days into this fast, and all of a sudden, as he's, as he's in this situation, he says, it's, he says, I'm by the river, I'm by the Tigris River, and I looked up, and I saw a man clothed in linen. And this is what we call an open vision. He saw something in that moment whose waist was girded with gold of Uphaz. His body was like burl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like the torches of fire, his arms like, and feet like br- uh, burnished uh, bronze in color, and the sound of his words were like the voice of a multitude. You see, I believe that when you're faithful in your fast, God gives divine revelations. It may not be this one. It may not be an open vision. It may be something simply that God speaks in your heart in your mind, in your spirit, and he says, I've got you. I've got you. He gives you little glimpses of of things to encourage you. He gives you hope to keep you going. You know, sometimes you just say, I just don't even have hope. I don't even know where to go with my life. I mean, I don't know what to do next, God. Honestly, don't know what to do next. And God says, if you'll just, if you'll just walk faithful with me, I'm gonna show you step by step. Sometimes it's inch by inch, amen? It's not all at once. Well, who was this man in linen? Well, it's interesting because there's a parallel scripture. We don't have it up on the screen. You might want to write it down. It's Revelation chapter 1 and verses 12 through 16. Here's what John the apostle said. He said, then I turned to see the voice. You normally turn to hear the voice, not see the voice. There's something really unique happening here in Revelation and in the book of Daniel that that doesn't immediately meet the eye. Do you remember when Adam and Eve were in the garden and it said they heard the voice of the Lord God walking? They heard the voice of the Lord God walking. That sounds like this one, I turned to see the voice. The voice there is a Hebrew expression to describe the pre-incarnate Christ. This was God the Son manifest in that moment just as he was in the garden. And when he said, I saw the voice, notice the response here. One like the Son of Man, Revelation chapter 1, verse 12 and following, clothed with a garment down to his feet, girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice is a sound of many waters. He had on his right hand the seven stars, and out of his mouth a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. Now imagine John, when when he's there and he's, he's, he's in this, moment where he gets this revelation of God, and he sees Jesus in this glorified state. Well, it was what Daniel was seeing, too. He was seeing the same thing. I really believe that God wants to give all of us revelations of himself on this level. We just don't hunger for them enough. We don't spend enough time in his presence. And we... We say, well, I don't know how. I don't know what to do. Can I just make it really simple? Right now, if you'll do this, if you're a believer, if you'll say, Holy Spirit, will you fill me right now with your spirit? Just say that right now. Just say it right now, where you sit, where you stand. Holy Spirit, fill me. 
Holy Spirit, give me insights and, and wisdom in reading the Scripture and understanding the Scripture. You see, the first step is always just coming into his presence. God, make you, make you more real than this natural world I live in. God, take away all the distractions in my life. God, forgive me of my sin and, and just cleanse me by your blood right now. Let me just be so pure and so innocent and so naive even in the kingdom that I just want you more than my necessary food. I just want you, God. You see, God waits to be wanted. You see, fasting brought an encounter with the eternal Son of God. The voice that spoke was heavenly and powerful. The cadence and the tone were riveting. So powerful its melody that, that Daniel was overcome and fell to the ground lifeless and undone. God's response to Daniel's fasting and faith was a divine encounter. We need less Netflix and Hulu and more of the Lord God Almighty. Can you say amen? We need the breath of the Holy Spirit. We need power from on high that sweeps away sin and compromise of this age. We need a powerful anointing of the Spirit, a hunger for the presence of God, a desire for God that is second to none. You can have all of that and still live in this world. You don't have to be weird and have all of that. You can still be normal. You'll just be supernaturally normal, amen? See, that's what we need. We don't, we don't need normal people. We don't need natural people. We need supernaturally normal people. We need the kind of people that speak with the power of God but have an attractiveness to the people they work with and live around and shop with that they go, what do you got because I want some of that. And you just say, it's just the oil of the Spirit. It's just the power and the anointing that comes from God. I don't know what it is. It's Jesus, amen? I just want Jesus. See, people don't want religion. I tell people all the time, I hate religion. How can you hate religion? You're a pastor. I just hate religion. Religion is man trying to find God. No, I don't need, to, I don't need religion. I need Jesus. When I got Jesus, I can figure the rest of it out. Amen? Why do you think Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life? He said it because he was the way, the truth, and the life. The way, you know the way you're going? The truth, you need truth and life. You need to be living. It all just comes down to Jesus. Well, back here, if we go back, your answer's on the way. Here's another thought. What if your answer was on the way? What your print, What if it was on the way? You know, I order something on Amazon, and it says, your, your product is on the way. Well, that's good news. When's it going to get here? I look over there. Well, I didn't get Prime, so it's going to be here like an, they give you a window. You ever notice that? Like a big window. Between the 15th and the 28th. Well, you know where it's coming from. It's come from China. <laughs> right? You know that because that's a big window. They got to put it on a boat. You got to wait on the boat. It's going to get off the boat. It's going to get on the truck. going to show up at your front door. It's from China. <laughs> it's okay. I'm waiting. I got a good price. We need that system with our prayers, Lord. It's on the way. God says it's on the way. What if the greatest thing you're praying about was on the way? How would you look at life differently? Do you know, when you say it's on the way, that's faith. When you say, I don't know if God's going to answer my prayer, that's doubt. I don't know if God heard me, that's doubt. God heard me and the answer's on the way. I don't know when it's going to manifest, how it's going to manifest, 
but I know it's gonna manifest. I believe in you, God. There are times when I step out on faith and I say something, I regret it the moment I say it. I really do. I mean, there have been times I've been up here preaching, I told you what God's gonna do, and I go, Phil, that was stupid. Why'd you say that? Now they're ever gonna be asking about it. So if you ever feel that way, join the club. But until I go public with my faith, God doesn't hear me. When you go public, you say God is gonna do something. Now you're calling on all the doubters to come into your life and go, where is it? And every time they say, where is it? You get, you get to either let that catapult you into greater faith or discourage you into defeat. But without that, you can't. You see, you are defined by your enemies. Your enemies define you. They define whether you are gonna be strong or weak. They determine your destiny in a lot of ways. We wouldn't even know about David if it hadn't been for Goliath. You see, it was the biggest problem in his life that created the guy that we remember named David who killed the giant with a sling. What are you going to allow? Are you going to allow the enemies of your faith to define you? Yes, you are. You're going to say they're going to define me in better. I'm going to be bold and I'm going to be courageous. If you've ever been around people that are just so filled with faith, it's just like, you're nuts. <laughs> Have you ever had that feeling? So uh, I'm going to tell you one of my you're nuts kind of thing that God put on my heart. All right? Tammy and I were talking about it, and I said, I really believe this is true. I said, you know, I, re- I like to think three to five years in the future, okay? It's just kind of where my mind goes, like three to five years in the future. And I just said, you know, I really believe in three to five years that God's going to give us a new building. That we're going to sell this building, we're going to sell the other building, we're going to have a new building. You say, why? What's wrong with this building? Nothing wrong with this building. It's a great building. But I believe that God has got something for us three to five years in the future. Now, some of you can mark your calendars in three years. You can start asking me about it. I've already started looking. You say, why? Because God put it on my heart. And now I got my foot in the mud with you. I told you about it. You see, I don't know why God prompts us to do the things he prompts us to do. I don't know why God says things when he says things. I don't know how things, you know, it's funny because I talked to some of these, well, I know a great commercial realtor. I said, no, I don't want a, a realtor. I, I said, I, I want the building free. You don't understand. <laughs> Why not? It's, it's a better price. <laughs> Why couldn't God work through somebody? Why couldn't God move somebody's heart? Why couldn't something supernatural miraculous happen that couldn't be explained by how much money you have in a bank account? You see, and on that level, put that on your level. Why couldn't God do something in your life that was unexplainable, that's supernatural, that could not be defined by your bank account, that could not be defined by your, your wisdom, by your, by your knowledge, by your understanding, by anything else? It's just supernatural. That's what you want to lean into. God, I'm leaning into the supernatural now. That's what this fast is all about, leaning into the supernatural. Look what else it says here in Daniel. He said, uh, he said, then he said to me, Daniel chapter 10, verse 12, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. 
So the minute you utter a word of prayer, God hears it. It's not like he missed your prayer. He heard it. Now let's go on with the story. And I have come because of your words. Now this is an angelic being that's coming. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I have been left alone there with the kings of Persia, and now I must come and make you to understand what will happen in your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. All right, now let's, let's set up what's happening here. So Daniel's praying for 21 days. He doesn't hear any response. He, he's in mourning. He's crying. His prayers aren't answered. And all of a sudden, Michael shows up, and Michael gives the revelation that the message was on the way with Michael, this angel, but he was delayed by this demonic leadership structure in Persia. All right, now that's modern-day Iran, okay? Behind every human government, there are demonic forces that are trying to get in and control society. Okay. Some of them get in deeper than others, but they're always there. But what, what we understand from this scripture is that our prayers are heard the moment we pray them, that delays do not mean denials, that there are spiritual warfare and structure going on that we are contending against, and it is through prayer and fasting that we break down, we break down all of that stuff that's keeping us from getting the answer to our prayer. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews that, that angels are ministering spirits for the sake of the elect. Do you realize that angels are also working in tandem with the Holy Spirit of God in your life? People say, well, do I have a guardian angel? I don't know. Why not? There's a lot of angels. They, the, the, the big message here is you're not alone in trying to get the answer. You got angels going like, I'm going to be working hard too. Your answer is on the way if you believe it. If you don't believe it, your answer is not on the way. You can stop all that God wants to do just with a lack of faith. Now, here's what I want you to do right now. I want you to think, what's the one thing I'd like to see God do? The one thing. Just get one thing right now. What's the one thing I'd like to see God do through this fast? And I'm going to just say, whether you're fasting or not, the one thing you want to see God do. And if you step into fasting, that's great. But what's the one thing? Write it down or think it in your mind. Have you got it? How many of you got something? One thing. Just raise your hand. Okay, you've got one thing in your hand. Okay, now, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with that thing? Let's just imagine you're holding it in your hand. What are you going to do with it? You see, I can let it fall to the ground and I lose it. Or I can embrace it into my heart. And I'm going to say, God, I'm going to see this thing through. I'm trusting you, God. I'm leaning into this heavy and hard. I want to see the hand of God do something in my life. Amen? You say, well, but the thing I'm believing God for is so big, God, uh, I don't know if you can do it. Well, how, which is bigger, the thing you're believing God for or God? Let God be bigger than the thing you're trusting him for because God is all-powerful, amen? Why wouldn't he want? You know, it's just as easy to pray for a big thing, a little thing. Why not pray for a big thing? Why not pray for something so big you can't do it, and when it happens, only person gets the glory is God. Amen. Just God gets the glory. God, I'm just going to give you the glory for this. 
Then when you tell the story, man, you're not going to believe this. I was just, I just trusted God, and God came through with something so big I couldn't even imagine. It was better than I trusted God for because God is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all we ever ask or think. You think about it, God says, I can do better than that. You dream about it, God says, I can do better than that. Now, it may look different than what you're asking, but remember, God is going to custom design the answer to your prayer according to your need and the time in your life. That's how he works. So here's, let's stand together. If you say, I've got something, I've got that one thing right now, I've, I've got it in my heart that I'm trusting God for, I just want you to come up front here. We're going we're gonna to team up together. We're going to pray for you. We're going to ask God to answer that prayer. Just come on up. Make, it, make your way right up here at front quickly. Amen. Just squeeze in here a little bit, guys, ladies. All right, squeeze in a little bit more. Get close enough to where you can get COVID, all right? All right, that's good. That's good. See, I need a bigger altar. Amen, need a bigger altar. All right. Just get in the aisle, too, if you want to just get in the aisle. Say, I can't get up front, just get in the aisle. Just move, just do something. Amen. All right. All right, now, how many of you got it? You say, I've got that one thing I'm trusting God for right now. Okay. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray. I'm going to have you repeat after me what I pray. Dear Jesus, in your name, I call on heaven and the power of God to answer my prayer. I stand against all the demonic forces that are trying to derail me or discourage me or defeat me. In Jesus' name, I believe that you're going to answer my prayer. Give me strength. Give me power. Give me courage. In Jesus' name. If you receive it, say, I receive it.